All right, are we? We're rolling. We're rolling. Hey guys, welcome to episode number twenty-one. Twenty-one. I know. Look at us go. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. So I guess we can just get right to the gist of it. We're bringing you what we promised, April Tinsley. Yeah. Because we got in the genealogy. We we kind of explained it in depth last last week. So. Mac. There's always one. So, yeah, we touched a little on April Tinsley last week. Yeah. And we just thought we'd bring the story to you. Yeah, another genealogy solved case. Mm -hmm. So, April Tinsley is a pretty, I wouldn't say popular, but it's pretty well known. Yeah. Especially like if you're into true crime and listening to podcasts, documentaries, that kind of thing, you've probably heard of it. Yes. And was unsolved for 34 years. Yeah. 34 years. So she would be, she was eight, 34. She would be 42. We do way too much mental yeah. math. I'm Sorry, I'm like who are bad at math. <laughs> She'd be in her forties now. Uh, she was from Fort Wayne, Indiana. April was eight years old, a tomboy, a first grader, and a member of a children's choir. She was playing outside with some neighborhood friends, um, in her pink snowsuit, and went to go get an umbrella that she forgot, and never was seen again the time that where she was playing with her friends to her house was like one to two blocks like yeah it was like super close yeah sounds like they kind of ran back and forth yeah and within that one to two block radius she was abducted uh her mother reported her missing when she didn't arrive home to eat that evening total typical for 1988 right absolutely i should say it was um about 3 p.m on good friday 1988 is when she went missing yep and her mom, yeah, did, she didn't get come home for supper. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, the red flag. Like, you weren't missing your kid all, no. all afternoon because that was it normal was so then. normal. The initial search involved over 250 Fort Wayne police officers and 50 volunteers. So they literally, there wasn't any question of a runaway or anything. Immediately they were knew something was wrong. Yeah. And Fort Wayne was a pretty, um, it's a, it was a city at that time, too. <laughs> But they were a, a very tight knit community, so and a, a very safe. Like I've listened okay, to a couple I'm sure the other neighborhood was yeah, kind of small. A nice neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> I listened to a couple other podcasts about April Tinsley, and uh, one of them, one of the people actually lived around Fort Wayne at the time that this happened, and it said it just like totally like shook the community. Oh, like I'm sure, just upended people. They hadn't just totally shocked. So, um, witnesses saw a man in his 20s or 30s, in between his 20s and 30s, forcing a young girl into his beat-up blue pickup truck. Where were you when she was getting shoved in a pickup? Like, did you, you know, think it was her dad and was just... That's what I was kind of wondering, too, because it kind of, like, I almost missed Not putting that. the blame game on anybody. No, but, but I kind of missed that part even. It was just sort of like a one-sentence thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, witnesses saw this blue pickup. So, I don't know. I guess, like, if you see somebody... You know, being forced into a pickup. Maybe, like, call the police Mm -hmm. or something. The day that she got abducted, a clerk in a gas station, and I actually heard, like, a full interview he did, saw her with 
her kidnapper and didn't think anything of it. Like, they came into the store. She was wearing the pink snowsuit. Oh, for real. Bought her a candy bar, and she seemed, like, kind of out of it. Like, she was probably drugged, but he didn't think anything well, of it. Well, I suppose you don't. It's you think it's, you know, the dad not, yeah. or somebody, and it's a sleepy kid or whatever. Yeah, and like he was driving him. a blue pickup truck, and Ooh. then later he came to find out that that was, like, the last person. He was the last person that ever saw her alive. Oh so, how crazy. And, like, even now he carries, like, all this guilt. But it's, like, how Yeah, you, you didn't know. know. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if the news was even, like, totally out yet, but he did come forward then once he figured out, like, oh, my God. This, Realized that she was, was a the missing little girl. kid, yeah. So, her body was found, April's body was found uh, about 15 minutes from her home by a runner on April 4th, 1988 in Spencerville, Indiana, so about... 10-15 minutes away. Near the body, police found one of April's shoes and a sex toy in a shopping bag. Like, literally barf. So That's what I wrote in parentheses. Barf, <laughs> with a lot of Fs. Uh, and there were multiple sightings of that blue beat-up pickup truck being near the site where her body yeah. was found. So, that blue pickup truck just keeps coming back around. And Two local radio stations around the time uh, made a reward fund to bring the killer to justice, and then they also raised more money to pay for the burial and help, like, support the family with everything that was going on. And April was buried on April 8th, 1988, which seems interesting because, like, only four days did they do it. Like, I'm assuming they did a full autopsy and everything, Well, like, they had now. to because they got DNA, they found yeah. the cause of death. I mean, apparently it was just super efficient, but... Yeah, and I suppose in the 80s it was, like, collect your stuff mm -hmm. and... So the autopsy results, uh, she had been deceased for one to two days before she was found, and the body had been placed only four hours before she was found. So she had, he had kept the body somewhere. Well, he had her for a while, a little bit after he took her then, yeah. too, right? Yep. Yuck. And uh, she had been sexually assaulted and then strangled to death, and after she was dead, uh, they came to find later that she had been sodomized as well. Poor sweet little girl. So early on in the investigation, police found a thirty-four, a 34-year-old man charged with, that had been charged with child molestation before, but he was quickly ruled out. Like, basically, they were like, oh, this guy's molested kids before. He probably let's, did let's it. Let's look at him. Which, I mean, you know, we're yeah. looking into, but yeah, he wasn't the one. And 90 people, around 90 people of the community and neighborhood that April had lived in formed a... Uh, I guess a group called April Associated Parents Regional Independent League to help solve missing children's cases. So something wow. kind of came of this. Um, so fast forward, there really wasn't anything going on. They were they were searching all this time, but they there was no real leads other than the blue pickup truck. Right, and they did take well, they because they got a good DNA sample, yep. and, and they, they just sent it in with five different suspects. Yeah. That was like yeah, as far as nothing. DNA went, mm -hmm. it didn't match. So that was the end yeah. of that. But all of it was saved, so that'll come back around here in yes. a little bit. But like this police department did a fantastic job of like maintaining all the evidence because how right. often do you then 30 years later like oh sorry it's gone like well right so fast forward about two years to may 21st 1990 this is when it gets really creepy like not oh. that it's not creepy about the murder and everything but no but this is like just weird yes there was a message found on a barn 
near the area where April's body was found that said, I kill eight-year-old April M. Tisley. Like, spelt her name wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, child, like very childlike yes. handwriting. It's, like, somebody... Yes. I don't, it's And was it, like, pencil or crayon or something? It was written in two, I read. <laughs> well, this is the interesting part. First, they wrote it in crayon. Or my pencil, then crayon, then it just, like, he kept going back and going over it. Like, by the end, it was, like, in big painted letters. Like, Ick. he just kept going back to... And then he also wrote, did you find the other show? Ha ha, I will kill again. Which led police to believe that there was a link between April and then there was another girl that was mis-murdered in June of 1990 named Sarah Jean Boker. And they kind of wondered if it was the same guy. But the FBI Behavioral Science Unit found that they were the cases were similar, but they were not committed by the same person. So he was just basically being a sick SOB. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my terminology. Like here, the ha ha. I know. That's the worst. Yeah. And like his writing, like I kill eight year old April M. Tisley. Like he, first of all, didn't say kill right and then spelled her last name yeah. wrong. So it was an open investigation, but a cold case from May of 1990 until Memorial Day weekend 2004. It just, this just adds to the creepy factor. So Memorial Day weekend, 2004, they found four notes left throughout Fort Wayne, and this is so disgusting. Oh, it's gross. So three notes were left on little girls' bikes in plastic bags with used condoms and pictures of a man's private Body. area. Yeah, like the bottom half. And the note said, Hi, honey, I've been watching you. I am the same person that kidnapped and raped and, ki- and kill April Tisley. You are my next victim. If you don't report this to police, and if I don't see this in the paper tomorrow or on the local news, I will blow up your house. Like, what? Gross. Like, what? And then there was um, a fourth note left elsewhere. Do you have where that was? Uh, A mailbox. Oh, yeah, in a mailbox. Um, DNA from the condoms, they compared it, and it matched the DNA from April's killer, so they confirmed that this actually was the guy. The guy yeah, they didn't know who it was, but they knew yeah, it was the same they knew guy. it was the same frickin' creep. And, like, okay, so I had, like, a hundred questions when I read this. I, like, starred them, because I'm like, okay. My question, main question was, like, did he want to be caught? Because at or in like 2004, in a- you mm-hmm. know that police can do stuff with DNA. Yeah. And I mean, I granted, if you're, like, not in the system or whatever, they don't have yeah. your info, but it's, like, why are you Well, and it was, like, 26 this? years later. Why? Why so bring like it up now? that's, like, two years later. Yeah, that's a little But more then useful. you literally go from 1990 to 2004 with just, like, nothing, like, 24 years. And then just, like, three or four kids, you yeah. leave these creepy notes and your, your nasty used, used condoms. condoms. Like, what, what triggered... Yeah, and, like, are you... Yeah, so are you, like, trying to be caught? Are you taunting? Are you, like, Because wasn't what it, like, BTK doing? that sent letters in? Like, yeah, it's and an he, attention type Yeah, thing. he was more like, you guys forgot about me, remember what I did sort of thing. Yeah, like which I kind of wonder if this is a similar thing. Yeah, so I don't know. And those were just, like, my questions when I heard this. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So, from 2004 to 2009, there really wasn't much going on, but in April of 2009, the case appeared on America's Most Wanted, which kind of, it started to gain a little bit of attention again. 
um, from 2016 to 2018, it appeared on Crime Watch Daily and on the case with Paula Zahn. And actually, the when the episode premiered of the on the case with Paula Zahn, it was like a few hours after he the guy had been arrested. They featured it on Paula Zahn, like not knowing that he was going to be arrested oh, that really? day. Oh, that's crazy! Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So the police profile, um, the behavioral analysis unit is what it now is called. It was at one time the behavioral science unit. Um, found that he was likely a preferential sex offender. He had, quote, long-term and persistent sexual desires for children. White male in his 40s to 50s, uh, living or working in northeast Fort Wayne, Allen County, and was of low to medium income and low IQ, which I we can kind right, of gather I, from. Yeah. And if you see a picture of the guy that eventually, it's 100%. It's no wonder. Like, yeah. knock the they nail nailed it. The there. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. May of 2018, police in Fort Wayne sent the DNA to Parabon Nanolabs. <laughs> and this was two weeks after police in California um, yeah. used DNA to arrest the Golden State Killer. Yeah. What did they say? 2018 was like the year of genie. What are the crime junkie oh, podcasts? Say? I don't know. Something. Yeah. But it's true. Like genealogy like blew up. Yeah the crime world and now it's creepy because like even if it's because even like in this case it was going to be one of two people Mm -hmm. so you your name can pop up on something yeah that's what i found interesting like it doesn't have to be a direct match you don't have to have your dna in the system like it can be a a random cousin who submits it and then they can track it down to basically like if Uh your brothers or father son or you know something like that so that's what they did here is they were able to narrow it down to two which like okay so just showing you something the police sketch oh yeah like nailed it yes and like this like that police sketch compared to him like literally it is exactly like the guy they got it yep Except for the police sketch is a lot better looking. They yeah, need the to police make police sketch sketches a, lot, a little more, it's like, It's a lot creepy. less methy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... July of... So they sent this stuff into the Parabon Nanolabs, which uses genealogy to identify relatives. So if you submit your DNA to, like, 23andMe, Ancestry.com, any of those kind of... What are those? There's a whole bunch of them. Yep. Um, your DNA basically goes into a database. And the in July of 2018, genealogist C.C. Moore provided police with the names of two brothers who they thought to be the suspects, <laughs> which ultimately led police to 59-year-old John Miller, who was one of the brothers. Uh, he had been described as very angry and secluded, and police found used condoms in his trash. In his trash, and um, I don't know how familiar everybody is, but basically, once you've discarded something in the trash, it's, it's free like game. it's public. Yep, yep, it's not your property anymore. So they um, tested the DNA from the used condoms in his trash, and it was a match from for April's case. So July fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, police showed up at John's house and asked it. Uh, he knew why they were there questioning him, and he looked at them and said, April Tinsley. Like, he knew. Right, and it's like, I don't know if this guy is just literally that dumb, or, like, just was ready to be caught, or what. Like, that's just crazy. 
so they arrested him, uh, notified him of read him his rights. He admitted to the murder, abduction, rape, and said he choked April to death in his trailer, sodomized her, and then dumped her body. Miller was charged with murder, child molestation, and confinement. He submitted a not guilty plea in court, and then about... He did? Yep. What? How? <sighs> Mac <clears throat> disagrees with the not guilty plea. I don't like it either, <laughs> And Alice is like, <laughs> get away from me. Um, about three and a half, four and a half months later... He changed his plea to guilty and admitted to molesting April and strangling her with his bare hands. Oh, for God's sakes. So trial was originally scheduled for February 11th, 2019, but didn't occur until December 2019, so we're only, like, what, three, two months past that right now. Yeah. Um, he was sentenced to 80 years, 50 years for the murder, and 30 years for molestation, and his earliest possible release is... 2058. Good. He'll be long dead by then. Yeah. Is he up for parole? I hope not. I don't think so. I think that's like his earliest possible parole. Oh, sure. I didn't do the math as per usual. I'm just interested in what he was doing from 1990 yes. to 2004. So am I. Um, there's not... There's no information. No. Like, nobody knows. And um, one thing that he did say, though, he said... He had premeditated kidnapping a child. But he didn't have not any, necessarily her. No, just any kid. He just wanted to do it. She was a victim of opportunity and took her. And then that was it. Like, yep. it doesn't sound like he did it again. Because obviously when they not found him. they know of. Yeah. Right. I mean, but he threw out April's name right away, mm-hmm. not anybody else's. Yeah, he, he knew. So I agree. I'm interested to know what the heck he was doing. Yeah, he just... And there's really, you can't find what the guy was doing in that time frame. No. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't anything useful, but we just hope he wasn't molesting other children. You know, I mean, there's so many unsolved Mm -hmm. cases out there. But he seems pretty specific with his motive and all his notes that were just so specific to April. Yeah, and just, like, taunting and creepy. And I don't know, maybe he probably didn't ever do it again, but I don't know how... You just never do, you know, like in 34 years, like how do you, are you just satisfied with yeah, one Yeah, like how do you girl? have that urge and then you're like done. And so the Paula Zahn case, that was the season premiere episode. So how crazy that then like two hours before that he had been arrested and she didn't know. That's cool though. That's some karma. Yeah. So definitely justice was served for Little Miss April. And it's pretty interesting as well. I just read that he will is eligible for parole a few days after his 99th birthday. So it's safe to say he's not seen the light of day. No. Good. And as of right now, he's not able to do prison interviews because of his security status. So we may never hear any more from him. Which is good. I don't yeah. think we need to hear any He doesn't more from need him. to get nope. any more attention. So. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll... What other DNA cases? Yeah, if you guys, as always, if you have a case you'd like us to put on our list, shoot us a message. Yeah, for sure. We're happy to oblige if we can. But I guess until next time, stay safe and lock Lock your your freaking freaking doors. doors. Bye. Bye.